Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Where do you want to be in five years? Maybe the question is, who do you want to be in five years? And, and you know, the steps to get there, if you follow with me today through the message, the, the steps to get there, they just might start here today. Uh, we are approaching a season of resolutions, right? So everybody's got one. Nobody's honest about them, but that's all right. That's all right. Uh, here is kind of, I did some research just to find different things that people have said uh, about their New Year's resolutions, and here are a few. In the new year, I'm going to do blank, right? Fill in the blank, that's everybody, right? Or what about, I can't believe it's been a whole year since I didn't blank, you know, since I didn't write that book or, or get better or, or be nicer or anything like that. Uh, what, about, what about this? My resolution is to stop lying to myself about making lifestyle changes, right? Anybody else? Yeah. Uh, what about I'm going to work out or at least briefly consider it, right? Right? Talk to some people that go to the gym a lot and like the happiest day of the year is like the second week of January because nobody's there, right? Gym, gym, uh, gym owners love you guys. Hey, but it's, it's cool. What about this one? One guy said... Uh, uh, and get uh, now bear with me. This is a big one. One guy said, I'm going to get in shape, get a nice car, buy a mansion, marry Scarlett Johansson and discover the lost city of Atlantis. Okay. If you're going to fail, I guess he's thinking, Hey, if I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail big. Right. I mean, there's no doubt that that guy did not, uh, finish that one. So, but if we're honest, most of us would say that my resolution for 2020 is to finish the goals that I started in 2019, that I should have finished in 2018 because I promised everybody I was going to do them in 2017. Right. I mean, that's where most of us are. And, uh, but here, before we get really, really deep into the message today, uh, I just want you to write this down. That's not on your program. So write this down. You will never finish something you don't start. You will never finish something that you do not start. And that's why our title today is Get Started. So what is it? Where do you want to be in five years? So you're here today. Where do you need to start? What have you been putting off doing? Uh, maybe it is, uh, you know, we joke, but maybe it is getting healthier, eating better, uh, you know, uh, a little less red meat, one of those things, taking a vitamin. You know, maybe you're here and you're like, hey, where I want to be five years from now, or at least by the end of 2020, is in a relationship, right? Maybe some people are thinking that. A lot of people think, oh, I'm going to uh, drop this and, and move that way. So what about this? Uh, maybe you need an eHarmony account, maybe a, a Christian Mingle, Farmers Only uh, you know, if you're like some of the guys in my life, maybe you just need to take a shower. That'd be a great, great start to getting in a relationship. But what about stronger friendships? It's a different kind of relationship. And I feel like we all want those. Um, here's what I would say. Starting next week, you'll be able to sign up for uh, a group here at SCC. So maybe that's a, a starting point. Uh, maybe you want to be more generous, like with, with, with your finances. And I would say, you know, start with a tie. That's 10% of your income. Uh, that, that's a good starting place. 
Maybe you're here today and you're like, I want to do something that matters. I want to make an impact with my life. And I would say that if you haven't already done it, growth track is your next step. That's, that would be for you. Uh, you go through the four weeks of growth track and you get on the impact team. Uh, so what is it for you? What is it for you? What is that thing that, that you just got to do? Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to fast forward a little bit today with the message. Uh, I always seem to get off to a better start if I know where I want to end, right? If I know where the finish line is, I always get off to a better start. Um, you know, people, uh, what do you want people to say about you in the end? Like, what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind after you're gone? We think of someone in the Bible who's this great hero of the faith. Uh, let's go with Moses. We're going to talk about Moses today. Um, he's this iconic character, Okay, uh, more Hollywood stars have played the part of Moses than have played the part of Jesus. Moses is this iconic figure with this amazing story. I mean, he split the sea for crying out loud. That's a big deal. As a matter of fact, he ends up, wind, uh, he winds up uh, all the way in the New Testament long after he's gone. We see a bit of his legacy in Hebrews 11, which is kind of known as the Hall of Faith. And I know that sounds corny, but, but just bear with me. Here's what it says in verse 24. We'll start there. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. So rather, he made a choice. He started. Uh, he regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. He was looking ahead to his reward. Now keep in mind, Moses didn't know uh, about Jesus and the, 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 the New Testament church. I mean, we have no reason to believe he would have had a clue any of that was coming, but he knew that God had something bigger. And so that's where he ended up. He ended up reaping his reward. So I'll give you a little bit of an overview on Moses. I talked about how iconic he was. Basically, he was... Uh, uh, he and his family were in bondage in the land of Egypt, and Pharaoh put out an edict that, that all the babies uh, that were around his age, all the firstborn babies, would, would be killed, could kind of do some population control. His family puts him in a basket, sends him down the river, and guess who finds him? Pharaoh's daughter, the princess of the land that his, his people were in bondage. Now, as he would grow, he would grow up in Pharaoh's house. Uh, uh, he would learn the truth about who he was and kind of start to try to get to know some of his people. And he would end up killing uh, an Egyptian guard because they were mistreating his people, the Israelites, the Hebrews, if you will. Um, so what does he do? He runs away. What, what do most of us do when we do something wrong instead of dealing with it? We run away, and that's what Moses did. Uh, he eventually winds up in the wilderness. He becomes a shepherd. He married the farmer's daughter. And then one day, God speaks to him of all people through a burning bush and tells him that he is going to lead his people out of slavery and into a promised land. But get this, if his life hadn't got him to where he was, he would not have been in a place to receive the word of God and become this iconic figure. See, he wouldn't have been able to finish everything that was to come. And that's where we're going to go. Number one, write this down. Start where you are. Start where you are. Moses wasn't born this hero of the faith. 
Start where you are. So we're going to go all the way back now. Now that we know where we want to end up, we're going to go all the way back to Exodus 3.11. God has spoken to Moses through the burning bush. And in verse 11, uh, here's where we, where we kind of start off today. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. I will be with you. Now, my son, Christian, I uh, have a little boy, he's nine years old, and I remember teaching him to swim, okay? Uh, a lot of dads and maybe moms, uh, uh, even some older brothers and sisters, maybe you've done this with, with a small kid. I'm teaching Christian how to swim, and, you know, we tried it for a year, nothing worked, okay? He was terrified. He had this big, puffy, like the kid from the Christmas story, you know, he had this big thing, and he was just floating everywhere, and then he would go on to use the little wings, you know, and he would use those. And then he kind of got down to this little vest. But eventually I was like, you have to, you, you got to trust me. You got to trust me. And, you know, we do that thing to where you stand in the water and you want them to jump to you. So at that point, you're not teaching them how to swim. Okay. You're teaching them how to go have a good time and not be afraid of the water. And eventually, eventually he got to a place to where, um, thanks to some goggles and these little shark cartoon looking dive sticks that we would throw in. Eventually he got to the place where he doesn't need any of the things because he's motivated and he trusts that we're going to take care of him. Because you see, just like Moses would learn, it doesn't matter where you are if you know who you're with. It doesn't matter who you are if you know where you're with. You know, Moses had the same problems that many of us do. You know, we feel maybe he was feeling unworthy because of his past mistakes or, you know, or maybe you're here today and you're like, hey, that's me. You know, I'm so far on my finances that I can't see a way out. You know, maybe that's you or you're facing some big decisions and you just don't know what to do. Uh, maybe, uh, and let's just, let's just be very real for a moment. Maybe you lost someone in the last year and the holidays have been just, just, just so difficult, like one of the most difficult times of your life. Or maybe you lost a job this year, went through a divorce in your family this year. You see, and you're, you're feeling in a place where you're just not qualified to, to really accomplish the things that you feel God's put on your heart, or maybe it's just something you've been wanting to do. But I'm going to tell you, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And that's what he did. Moses was a murderer who had abandoned his family and everybody that was blood-related to him. Not just blood-related, but imagine Pharaoh's daughter. Pharaoh's daughter just lost her adopted son that she had raised into adulthood. You know, he didn't just leave the Hebrews and Israelites. He had made an impression in a family, but he abandoned all of that out of fear of the punishment for what he had done. By all accounts, he was pretty far gone. He was pretty far gone and maybe hopeless to some. But God called him to start where he was. And in Zechariah 4, verse 10, uh, the, the prophet speaking on behalf of God says, Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. God rejoices when we take steps of faith into whatever direction he's calling us or, or our hearts pulling us, you know, within reason, of course. But, but he rejoices to see the work begin every little step. Every little step. So maybe you're here and you're thinking, you know, hey, I've been wanting to write a book, but I don't know where to start. Well, here's a crazy idea. Come up with a title. Come up with a theme. Something along those lines. Of maybe you want to start a business. Okay, before you do that, what do you need? You need a model. You need a business model. Start there. Uh, maybe what about parenting? Maybe in 2020, you want to be a better parent. You know, be intentional with your kids. 
or, or husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend. Uh, you want to have a better relationship. Be intentional with date night. Schedule time for the things that are important. Uh, what about friends? I'd mentioned earlier, join a group. One of those groups is maybe if you're dealing with some financial problems, join Financial Peace University. Maybe it's even grief or depression or an addiction that you're trying to get through. And I would say, join the freedom group. Join the freedom group. Here's what I want to do. I'm going to give you an option. Uh, you know, we, we talked about start where you are, but where, where are you? Well, you're, at a ch- you're in a church right now that believes in the power of prayer. And starting next week, we're going to talk a lot about habits, and prayer is one of those cornerstones. And here's what we're going to do. Uh, every day, if you opt in, and there's more information in your program, but if you opt in, you'll actually get a daily reminder to pray. And maybe that prayer, maybe that prayer is the first step and where you're trying to get in your life. I want to challenge you to sign up for that today or to opt into that today. Number two, number two is this, use what you have. Use what you have. So in Exodus 4, verses 1 and 2, Moses answered, what if they do not believe me or listen to me? And maybe, and, and Maybe he had every reason to ask that. What These people, they don't have a reason to listen to me. Uh, and this is what he says, and say, the Lord didn't really appear to you. He did not appear to you. Then the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? What is that in your hand, Moses? And he said, a staff. A staff is what he replied. See, Moses had a staff because of what Moses was already doing every day. When Moses, remember I said, he married the farmer's daughter. He was a shepherd, right? So he had a staff. That's what he had. He had that to kind of keep the sheep in line or, or whatever other animals. And the reason he had it is because he was doing his daily work. Moses didn't have all of the resources in the world to start the nonprofit that's been on his heart for the last five years. Moses started somewhere. I recently talked to someone that did the same thing. And I want to share another story with you today of my friend Johnny. So a year ago today, as a matter of fact, a year ago today, uh, I met Johnny right over here. It was his very first service. And I didn't scare him off. Uh, I was the speaker that day and I didn't scare him off. And I'm really, really thankful for that. Uh, But I didn't scare him off. And within the next couple of months, as you see the photo, uh, the next couple of months, he actually chose to recommit his life and to be baptized. And he actually did that when we were uh, going through the building of this room and the building, our church, didn't look the way it does now, if you didn't know that. So that's actually a small little portable baptism. And uh, so he actually had to sit down to be baptized, but he didn't care because he was doing what, he was using what he had. He was starting where he was and using what he had. And, and after that, after baptism, he, he would start to bring his family. And one of the people he would bring was his wife. And they came to the XO conference. And uh, we did that back in the spring. And it was a marriage conference. And it was amazing. And, uh, but so he was doing the things that he could. He was using what he had. Uh, the next thing is he served at Pump It Up which is kind of a yearly event toward the end of the summer uh, where we actually buy the gas down next door here at the Shell Station. And uh, it's a practical way to show God's love to the community. Now, what's not in this picture is about the same time he was actually working hand-in-hand with me uh, in a small groups project that you may remember. It was called Circle Up. We're going to do it again next summer. It was amazing. And uh, because of the work he put into it, We actually launched more brand new SEC groups this past fall than we ever have before. 
But he was willing to start where he was and to use what he had. Uh, later on, he would start to bring more family. And you'll see here, Grandparents Day, this is past September. Uh, everybody's happy and having a good time. But then, then recently, just a couple of weeks ago, he actually helped twice deliver all of the toys that you guys brought for the Community Cares Toy Shop with Connecting Henry that was part of our uh, Christmas outreach. And uh, I've gotten to spend a lot of time with him. The next one, it was a lot of fun. This tiny little birdhouse, it's up in Rock City. Uh, I went with a few people uh, up there and uh, you'll see, uh, I made everybody squeeze in this little box and he's such a great guy that he actually squatted and got in the small one, but we had a lot of fun. And then um, the next one, I think it's just us maybe serving together on a Sunday night, but here's the point. One year ago today, Johnny didn't know he would do all those things. He had no idea where God was going to take him in his first year here at SCC. And now, I mean, I consider him a staff member. He's with me a lot. He's with several people a lot here in the office doing things behind the scenes to better serve here every week. But he had to start where he was. And, and maybe you're saying, well, well, what did he have that he used? He had the most valuable thing that any human being has. He had time. He had time. That's the one thing you can never buy more of. And he offered his time to better serve SCC. Philippians 4.19 says this, the Apostle Paul wrote, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So whatever it is that you need, okay, God may not always bless you with what you want, but whatever it is that you need to, to, to be able to do the things he's called you to do. So uh, what do you have? That's the question. What do you have? Where, do you, where are you starting? What do you have right now? Are you, do you have like a desire to be outdoors? We have a parking lot team. They would love to have you. You know, if you're looking for something and you just don't know what it is, uh, maybe you have a friendly attitude. We have a greeting team. They said good morning to you on the way in today. Uh, hey, if, if what you have is an introverted personality, we have tasks during the week uh, and teams that, that serve here at SCC during the week behind the scenes, not out with people, and they love it. Uh, maybe you have a love for kids uh, or, or teaching. Maybe you'd be great in family ministry or as a small group leader, and you can make a difference and make an impact and make your 2020 count in a big way if you wanted to start there. Uh, or maybe you have a musical gift. Uh, maybe you belong in the worship area or, or the production area. Maybe you, you're like me and you have a caffeine addiction. Uh, the cafe might not be for you because you'll drink all the coffee, but, but maybe you, you enjoy being around coffee and maybe that's a good place for you. Or if you're handy, we got a lot of facilities, okay? And I am not handy, so I praise God every time I meet somebody who is and has a heart to serve. Uh, so, but, but where does all of that start? With that, you have to start in growth track. And there's more information in your program. You can check the box on the back of your card that says, send me more information. We would love to do that. But back to Johnny one more time. He started where he was. He used what he had. So did Moses. And both of those great men did number three. Do what you can. Do what you can. Exodus 4, we pick back up in verse 10. Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. I can't really talk in front of a crowd. The Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? Who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? 
Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. We saw some great examples of people doing what they could. Um, in the last month, we've hosted two concerts. Both of, the, both of them were packed, and they were for our community, not for us. We did that to show God's love by bringing them into our church and getting them around God's people. Um, uh, our Christmas outreach, uh, you saw a photo a few moments ago with the toys, but also uh, the week before Christmas, we did Love Week, and people went out for seven days. People selflessly gave their time uh, for seven days to go out to different areas of the community and minister to different groups of people and, and to invite them here this past week for Christmas Eve. They went out, they gave their time, they gave their attitude, they gave their smile, they gave their ability to want to help. And maybe you're here today and you're like, I don't know what my first step is. I don't know what my first step is. Maybe you're here today and you, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. I want to encourage you. As a matter of fact, uh, there's a prayer in your program. This is the prayer to become a Christ follower. The prayer to become a Christ follower. And I want to read that with you. And if that's you today, I'd, like, I'd ask everybody to pray it. But if that's you today and you're ready to take your first step and then your next step into 2020 and whatever God has in store for you, just pray that with me now. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died and rose for my sins. I trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Please help me to turn from, your, from my sins and do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, if that was you today, I want you to check on the back of your connection card. I am praying the prayer to become a Christ follower, and here's why. I wanna pray for you. I wanna pray that God will bless your second step that God will be with you your third, your fourth, and your fifth step, and he'll show you the right way to go. Now, if you are here and you've already taken that step, maybe you haven't taken your second, which is going to be baptism. You'll be able to sign up for your card on that, and that'll actually be at the end of the month in January, and that'll be your next step, and we'll send you all the information you'll need. Here's what I want to tell you, church. There will always, there will always be a million reasons not to start something. There will always be a reason not to start it, whether it's writing the, the next great American novel or starting that business or, or, or getting serious about your family and spending time with them and investing in them, or maybe it's mentoring somebody else. Whatever God has put on your heart for your life, you got to take those next steps. There's always reasons not to. I want to encourage you and challenge you to find the reason too. Now, I've mentioned a lot of reasons not to, and some of those reasons are physical, tangible things. Some of them are, are spiritual. Some of them are worries or their concerns. Hey, look, in just a few moments, our worship team is going to sing a song. The song is simple. It's called, O Come to the Altar. If you're not familiar with the concept of an altar, the altar, which today is more of a, a mental and spiritual thing rather than a physical thing, um, it, what people would do back in the days of Moses is they would bring their offerings, but they would also bring their burdens. They would bring the things that were dragging them down and tearing them down and stopping them from accomplishing the purpose that God had for their life. And, and they would come down and symbolically place them on the altar. Now, our altar is going to be open. If you'd like to take your next step in just a few moments, I want to welcome you to do that and encourage it. But Hebrews eleven twenty four, back to where we started kind of back to the future, if you will. By faith, Moses was looking ahead to his reward. 
Where do you want to be in five years? That's the first question I asked you today. Your next step starts here. There are rewards for things that we accomplish, similar to what it speaks of on Moses. Uh, There are heavenly rewards that we can't see this side of heaven. There are earthly rewards for the things that we do and accomplish. Uh, Let's look ahead in 2020. Let's go ahead and right now and start looking ahead to the reward. And to get there, you got to start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. And remember, you will never start something you don't finish. Father, we thank you for the chance to come together and close out this year worshiping you and doing so with your people. And and God, I just want to ask your blessings on everyone here today, Lord. I want to ask your blessings on everyone here today for whatever you have next, be it a project, be it a relationship, be it it a ministry, be be it a level of involvement and engagement. God, I just pray your blessings upon 2020 and the next year. I pray blessings on the end and start of another school year. I pray for the teachers in those schools. Many of them are here today, God, and I just want you to bless them. I know that's a hard job. God, I pray for the families. I pray for the finances, and I pray for the faith of the wonderful people here of SCC. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.